Hello friends, it's Trevor, it's Avery, it's Pat, it's the Citywide Special. The Eagles snapped their losing streak with a win against the Giants on Christmas. Players and fans alike are disappointed with the performance, however, and A.J. Brown still hasn't spoken to the media. With two games remaining on the schedule, what can the Birds do to instill confidence going into the playoffs? Jonathan Gannon and the Cardinals come to Philly on Sunday. Joel Embiid is sidelined with an ankle sprain. Tyrese Maxey turns in an ugly game and a loss to the Heat. The Sixers bounce back against the Magic, however, winning their first game of the year without Embiid. The Flyers return to action on a West Coast road trip, facing off against the Canucks Thursday night. The Phils miss out on Yoshinobu Yamamoto. With pitchers and catchers reporting in about six weeks, what else can we expect from Dave Dombrowski? All that more coming up right now. How's it going, fellas? Pretty good. Hope we had a happy, uh, merry Christmas and a happy holiday this past uh, weekend. I feel like I've been just eating so much food and drinking every day for the last week. So feeling like a piece of shit that way. But other yeah, than that, holiday, <laughs> other than that, that's the reason for the season. Ready for the gauntlet that is upon us with the whole weekend again ahead. But other than that, feeling good. My heart is very happy and full. Got to see a lot of my favorite people the last couple days a lot. So it's been feeling good that way. Yeah, it's it's disorienting the holiday season. I'm I'm at that point where I just can't remember what day it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and it didn't help that the Eagles played on Monday because they played on Christmas. Yeah, it was kind of disorienting. So, so that that know. just made things even worse. Like I woke up this this morning was my return to work. I work today, tomorrow, and then have all for the weekend plus New Year's Day. But I woke up this morning and it felt like a Monday. Yeah. yeah. Then I start working. I'm like, oh wow, it's Thursday. Okay, that's not so bad. But yeah, as you said, Pat, between just all the food, the drink, the merriment, I'm feeling very good emotionally, <laughs> physically. Yeah. I feel exhausted, man. <laughs> for 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 those of you that, well, I guess no one would know other than the three of us, but we were going to record the pod yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Today being Thursday, a lot of times we record Wednesday. But uh, all three members of the pod were indisposed and or busy imbibing some more, and uh, we had to push things back a day. But like I said... No one knows what day of the week it is anyway, so I don't think it matters to you listeners or viewers. Yeah, this week's kind of the the week in between Christmas and New Year's is kind of a, a black hole, you know. Well, it's like can I you know, you're you have either a half day or you're like you're working, like you said, <clears throat> these next two days, but nobody else is really working, so like, you know, you can kinda of get away with not doing a whole lot. But if you're not working, then you're like, Well, I might as well have a beer with lunch or like hang out and you know. Yeah, smoke I got the whole week smoke off. Smoke a joint, like I don't know, like what I don't do things anyway, like this. But when you're four days in and everything, you're like, all right, I gotta do something then. But it's been rainy and kind of nasty the yeah, last couple dude, days. Again, once again, yeah. I take a week off at work. <laughs> yeah, that is like clockwork. <laughs> it's like what the what the hell? <laughs> Yesterday was just miserable. I didn't, I didn't do anything all day. Just uh, yeah, I did like yeah, literally nothing. Just That's what around. helped me do. That. I'm like, it's kind of nasty. Yeah, I don't really feel like going outside and walk. Even in just, no. it's not a far of a walk. But I was like, I'm cozy up on the sofa. I'm you know, eating food all day because we have all these leftovers. I'm like, I, I'm just a lazy piece of shit right now. Yeah. But I'm glad we were all the same boat. Um, still got after it today though, as we do for our viewers, obviously. Yeah, we um, do this for y'all, man. Yeah. We don't do it for ourselves, you know what I mean? It's a it's a selfless act. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is our cross it's, to bear. This is our gift to you for the holidays. But uh, no, it feels good to be back. It feels like you said. I feel my heart is very full. It's very nice to be able to you know see all your friends pretty easily and 
and enjoy and be merry and and hang out and everything feels good when eagles are winning so we're on the right track jazz got any good good shit for uh for christmas yeah i got a walk dude Uh, oh a big walk like 13 inches hell yeah large like my stir fry game had been suffering like i haven't had a walk since the wolf house days we had a nice nice little walk when i lived there but that thing was starting to fall apart so when i moved i just threw it out so that was almost three years ago my walk game has been suffering ever since so i got a nice big walk gonna be making mean stir fries gonna make some some tofu or some tofu stir fry some Mm. shrimp stir fry some chicken stir fry yeah gonna be cooking good um that's probably the most noteworthy thing i got other than that i got some bath bombs you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i like a bubble bath i got some cbd bubble bath too um what else did i get a bunch of natural soaps and that nat- bunch of natural lotions do my skincare routine keep myself looking <laughs> young keep myself looking spry and handsome what about you what'd y'all get uh i also got a couple pans i got or like uh you know skillets some new like nice. uh, ceramic skillets it's pretty nice couple that we have are kind of getting getting pretty uh i don't know worn out so I got that. I got one of those um, automatic cat feeder things. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Timed cat feeder, so that's cool. Butchie, yeah. shout out. She's uh, thriving. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be thriving even more. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself a good old little fat cat now. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Everything's good. Uh, should we dive into... Uh, well, what pack it? We didn't uh, have yeah. I got, <laughs> Sorry. I got... I got... No, I'm kidding. I got this lovely sweater here. Oh, that is tight. Shout out, Hannah. This is a great little sweater. Um, got some all-clad pants. So we're all chef boys up in here. Yeah, we're Got we some good, good cookware, you know what I mean? But I got an all-clad pan and an all-clad pot. Um, At first, I thought you said all-clad pants, and I was like, what oh, is no. that? I was like, it's just I stainless know. steel what pants. Is that? Pat's walking in here with chain mail yeah. and just metal yeah. pants. I'm just... ready for the Gannon game. Yeah. <laughs> I got my armor on. I'm ready to fuck somebody up. gear on. <laughs> um, yeah, some all-clad pins um yeah man some nice sweaters and uh nice jim croce album uh, people that know me know that i fucking love jim croce so south philly south philly native so nice. you know that kind of shit but uh yeah all around good stuff i'm not a good uh the whole gift and you know receive stuff i'm not the best at that like getting people giving me gifts i never know what to ask for but yeah um yeah man that was a great a great addition Yo, what's the worst Christmas gift you ever got? You can be honest. <laughs> I can't think of anything space. that awful. I gotta uh, think. There's been a couple. Uh, I know for a fact. You, you always, everyone knows that feeling. No matter what age you are, when you open up a gift, you're like, oh, man, like uh, you got to put that fake smile on. You're like, thanks, man, I really appreciate like, it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and it never gets used, or you're like, you go home, you're like, okay, that's it. I think people were getting me clothes a lot. Obviously, not this, but like. You get like a generic shirt or like a generic uh, button up or whatever. You're like, all right, but it doesn't really fit. And like, do I go to the store, return it? And that's just more work. Like, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, it's just more hassle than it's worth. I can't name a specific gift, but it probably was some sort of apparel that didn't fit. Yeah, It's funny how like shit that used to, used to be that in earlier years would have been disappointing. Now I'm like, like I got... My parents got me like a like a box of like new nice like new socks and I was like oh hell yeah <laughs> fresh <laughs> socks baby like love love me some fresh socks yeah ten years ago like, even like nice designs and stuff 
15 years ago, you would have been like, what the hell? Why do yeah. I get a pair of socks? While you're sitting there opening up gifts with a hole in your sock, like, I don't need this <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. Toes yeah. sticking out. Yeah. Some of my socks are getting great. I need to, I need to do a clean out some of the sock inventory. There's some that can probably It's that time of year. Thrown out I got some point. underwear that need to go. But yeah. I need to get new uh I need to get new undershirts, man. I, I like all my undershirts are so bad. They're all like just like pit stain like I don't oh, yeah. really care because they're like the undershirts. I'm not like yeah. wearing mm-hmm. them, but it's like the pit and then like the some the armpits are just like totally ripped They'll hold up. Yeah, they, yeah, they're like really fucked up. I was like, yeah, I definitely need some new undershirts. Yeah, you gotta recalibrate that that undershirt undergarment wear. Yeah, you gotta get your undergarment game up, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially for a good late night. You can't be taking off the top shirt being like, oh wait. People start second guessing, <laughs> right. start start double thinking that decision. But um, yeah, I could use some new underwear, I guess. But yeah, no, it probably was some type of apparel that I got. And I was like, oh, thanks, like I love this. I would agree with that. For me, man, every year for like probably seven or eight years, my family would get me pajamas. Mm. I don't even wear pajamas. I would never ask for them. <laughs> every year, I would get pajamas, and like some of them may be listening, but yeah. I got to the point where I had to put explicitly, do <laughs> no not pajamas. get me any pajamas. <laughs> it's a seasonal thing too, right? Like even if you but did wear pajamas, like you can't really be wearing pajamas you're not anywhere wearing them in the, the spring summer. or summertime. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear, yeah, if I'm going to wear them, it's going to be a couple months from like January and February. Plus like with pajamas, like in the cold, I'd rather be, I'd rather sleep in just my underwear or whatever, and or nothing, up. and put a blanket on the bed or, like, extra sheets and be cozied up in the bed. I'm not trying to be bundled up in my bed unless I'm, like, sick. When you yeah. get a fever, you get a little hoodie I on. I get uncomfortable like, okay, when I sleep with yeah. too much clothes on. I you can't up, be doing that. You get all sweaty. I also don't like even a T-shirt on because, like, if I if I roll – you know when you roll around a sheet and you feel like it kind of looks a little snug or, like, it, it like, pulls the shirt yeah. a little bit, you're all tight, and then you got to wake up and, like, take the shirt off and then recalibrate and level set again and – Takes yeah, you a little while to fall back asleep. Yeah, yep. you roll over, you hit that little drool spot. You're like, oh, you got to flip the pillow. It's like, well, now I'm like, do I put a pot of coffee on? Am I awake right yeah, now? But yeah, it's like I might as well stay up. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have no pajamas. No pajama gang. No pajama I... past like yeah. What, eight are, what are we six? Whatever. I don't Come know. On, whatever man. the recommended age is, is for pajamas. Yo, Trevor, you wear pajamas? Uh, I mean, I wear like sort of like um, shorts, like pant, like the. Just sort of like, like I guess you'd call them pajama pants, like just like little. But like, you, we're not those talking like a whole kind of set. Shorts are all the way down to the feet. Down to the feet, like mm, in the winter. You're, you're not rocking a whole set though. No, okay. they're like separate. I, like probably, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I, in the like past couple of years, I've been into just like wearing like a hoodie when <laughs> it's in the winter time. I just like, yeah, just. Can you see it cold, on. cold? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes mm-hmm. I do wake up in the middle of the night and have to take it off because I'm just like, ugh. But. uh Going into bed, it feels nice to have the hoodie on. That makes sense. But, you know. Yo, I did get some nice flannel sheets. Oh, yeah. Th- them things get warm right away. So, like, yeah, before I used to be team hoodie. I go to bed with the hoodie on. Yeah, see, I don't do sheets, so. Yeah, I, I used to roll in the bed with the hoodie on so I would be warm. And mm-hmm. then my body heat would warm up the bed. With these flannel sheets, I don't need to be team hoodie. I lay down my underwear my body heat heats that up in a minute and it's all soft i got me a thin memory foam pillow too yo mm-hmm. my sleep game been strong oh, yeah. the past few days i've been sleeping good you do look well rested uh, you say that. I, th- I think you're pushing it <laughs> uh, i've been drinking and eating way too much to be well rested you've been rested then yeah, yeah that's one way of putting it but yo the other thing that happened on christmas 
is my family got a puppy or she's not oh. a puppy. She's a dog. She's like six, right? <laughs> so she's not a puppy. She's a mature young dog, a little terrier, kind of looks like a Yorkie mixed with a Corgi. She has the Yorkie face, but the long, like kind of like chunky little Corgi oh, yeah. body. So, right. My mom had told me this when I had COVID. She was like, yeah, your dad got a dog. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I had COVID. I just kind of tuned it out. So then I show up first to Christmas dinner at like three o'clock and I will roll in there and I hear a dog barking upstairs. I'm like, dad, who's that? And then he's like, oh, that's Ginger. I'm like, who's Ginger? Then it came back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mom did say you got a dog. Okay. How's Ginger? So then she comes downstairs. She was mean as hell. Like, <laughs> snarling at me, barking at me, growling at me. So I'm just thinking she'll warm up. She'll be all right. So I start carrying in, like, food and presents and all that. She starts following me around and nips at my leg a couple times. Oh, no, no, no. Then I'm like, whoa, whoa, we got to stop. I lived in this house. I was raised here. I was here long before you, and I'll probably be here long after you. You better respect me. (laughs) That's what me and my uncle both said to her. We were like, yeah, we've been here long before you. We'll probably be here after you. You got to be nice. Mm -hmm. And she did calm down, but... I was ready to call her my little sister. I used to call my my old family dog, my little mm-hmm. brother. I was ready to be like, Ginger, my little sister. Nope. She she didn't earn that yet. Even though she yeah. warmed up, you can't be biting me. She's no. got to be better for a little while. You got to start she's... biting back a little bit. Teach him a lesson to <laughs> yeah, be Yeah, maybe I do. My dog. Maybe I do. One time I, we were playing video games, me and Pat Morgan, and we always had boxers. And my dog, Heidi, at the time, I don't know why. Well, we used to mess around like aggressively. Like I would smack her in the face and she would bite my hands. And I would like, you know, fuck around a little bit. But she bit me on the arm, and I said, what the f-? So I just grabbed her, and I bit her on the back of the neck. <laughs> and Pat was like, did you just bite your dog? I was like, well, she bit me first, man. Like, I got to teach her a lesson. She didn't yeah, bite me like that. And she never bit me again. Can't let that go. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I do need to bite back. But them little, them little herding dogs, though, they are nippy. Yeah. They nip like that. Yeah. But at six years old, too, that's a tough lesson to break at that point. You got to really. Well, she she did calm down. I think she's yeah. just anxious because a bunch of people started shit. showing up and whatnot. They're all short and they get a little Napoleon syndrome. They start freaking out a little bit that way. Yeah, I gave her a couple treats. Gave her the collar rub, the old booty scratch. Mm-hmm. Every dog loves the little butt scratch. Oh, yo. yeah. She was cool as the other side of the pillow after that. Once you get a little flip over to it, like, on the mm-hmm. belly, like, yep, we got them. Yes, they're sir. Done. But, but uh, yeah, I guess that's probably enough dog talk. Yeah. Lost Trevor, you got you got any dog stories? Um, no, nothing really. Does your family have any dog? Not at the moment. Oh, oof, they got to get one. Well, yeah, they, I think I think they kind of been looking for one, but it's just like not. It's uh, a commitment. Yeah, and there it was like also you always had a dog growing up. Yeah, we had a dog. Yeah, I had a dog sort of growing up, and then like through like like a few we had like another dog that died like a few years ago. They haven't they haven't gotten another Damn. one yet. Okay. Won't Apparently get- they were they were looking for one, but it's like there was uh, during COVID, it was like everyone's getting a dog because they're just like stuck at home and are yeah. like lonely and shit. So it became like harder to like find dog. I don't know, find good dogs. I forget what shelter it was, but one of the big ones in Philly. Shout out to them. I can't think of their name, but they uh, first time in a while that um, they only had left was like the lo- like the like the regular cat that was living there. Everything else got picked up. Everybody adopted either a dog or a cat this year for Christmas and whatever. Jeez. So they were all excited because they all took a selfie. All the people that help out or volunteer at the shelter were like, oh, my God, like we actually got everybody home this year. So that was pretty special. That's what's you up. Know, after a while, they get, fortunately, 
sent away to the farm upstate, uh, so to speak, if they stay there yeah. for whatever. But uh, kudos to people doing that. Hopefully, they all want the good homes and all that. But that was really cute to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Know, all that, you know, you hate to see people being alone, even animals being alone for the holidays. But enough of that. Unless we got any Pat Bev shit to talk about in dog terms, we could... Uh, yeah. Get to that later, I guess. Yeah. I don't think he really he hasn't done a whole. He Mm-mm. he was hooping, but we can get to that. Yeah, yeah. He had one really funny play, but uh, last last night. But um, I guess we could start with our birds. Hell yeah! yeah. Back in the wing column, Back, baby. Yeah. yeah. W baby. Yeah. So I guess Let's, we got to do these. Take. We got to take shoot, a shoot, shot shoot, of this. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Shots, explosives. <laughs> yeah, explosives. Our boy Johnny Gans, dude. We got the little bird gang whiskey here. We might as well first win in. Three weeks. Yeah, what a foreign concept. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Bird gang. Well, so how are you guys feeling about that one? Well, I think they played about as good as expected. Um, first half, I was like, okay, this is, this is, they're on the way back of having a all around good performance. Defense was playing well, still giving up some big third downs. <clears throat> Leonard came out pretty good in the first half. Offense looked efficient for what it's worth. Then second half hit, and I said, "Oh boy, here we go again." But they got a they got it together barely, if you want to say it, and they they got that win out. But I would still say that that was a squeaky win. Yeah. So like with me, man, my initial reaction was that yeah, this was way too close for comfort and. They should be embarrassed that they, they only won by eight. But after I really sat there and thought about it, you think about how the Giants scored two of their touchdowns, total yeah. fluke plays. Right, so, like 15 of their points came off fluky plays. So, yeah, like, I mean, time. take that away, and it's looking more like you what you would expect. Like, uh, I mean, if you look at sort of the underlying little, like, fancy numbers, like, the Eagles dominated that game pretty Even if you just look handily. at yardage. Yeah, the Eagles gained almost 500 yards as offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't take away that, so. right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, it's it is still, like it still happened. It's like those little things where, yeah, it was great to see them get in the 30s again in scoring, but almost 100 yards of penalties, still multiple turnovers that cost us points. One instantly, and one two plays later with Saquon running it in. Uh, you know, if Gal. You know, it's all the ifs. If Dallas Scott doesn't fall down, maybe he catches that ball. If they didn't run into each other, maybe we don't fumble the ball. Like, there's just still things that, I don't know. They scored some points on a bad team, and I'll take that for what it's worth. But nothing in that game yet made me feel like, wow, what a great, like, 40-yard bomb to A.J. Brown. Like, I felt good to get a win, and that's about as much as I will give that win in terms of emotional factor like yeah. i don't feel any different than i did the last couple of weeks about this team right i mean i'm definitely not ready to get back on like the super bowl train or this or that but it's definitely felt like a step in the right direction yeah i think there was some positive signs on the offense some things that we've been kind of wanting them to do for a while they started doing a little bit there was some more uh runs at a pistol they even had a uh a play action from under center early in the game yeah um, they used yeah. a little more motion, a little bit, yeah. Even though it wasn't like crazy, like orbit motions and like motioning back and forth, but it was enough to to make me think, okay, 
they're learning a little bit. Well, and these are the teams that do it, right? Like you're not playing a heavy, mm-hmm. you're not playing a top five defense where you're coming off San Fran, KC. I mean, not KC, but the Bills have a decent defense. KC does have a top five <clears throat> defense this year. Then KC, yeah. Bills, Dallas, San Fran. Like you can get away with testing out the water with Quez Watkins coming in the back or, you know, even giving it to Julio Jones here and there on a bubble route. But I think that, you know, like you said, it's a step in our direction. The, we're not on E yet. I think we got about, you know, we had enough money to put us at a half attack of gas. Let's see if we can't get to fucking full by the end of the season and, and let this shit really rock. But I think they still have a lot to clean up. I think it was two things I'll say that I think were the biggest takeaways. None of them were offensively because I think that that team is still stagnant as an offensive scheming team. But the defense, I will say, under Matt Patricia or whoever is whatever combination of coordinators are running this defense right now, the young bucks out there have been holding their own, again, given who they're playing against. I mean, they went against Drew Locke and a mix yeah. of Tyrod yeah. Taylor and Tommy I'm not, I'm not giving them their flowers yet. But I will say it was a... Can't like, believe they benched Tommy Cutlets, man. It's like I know. The, Healthy scratch. And then... But, but he must have had some bad eel, man. His stomach was probably turning. Yeah, yeah. but them two yeah, stepped the, up. The seven fishes. Someone got that, that South Philly cutlet. They gave him a raw cutlet, probably. Yeah, like we said last week, yep. They gave him some bad eel. Little Next was like, please eat this. He was like, all right. It's like the forbidden apple. He's like, oh, I'll eat it. I love a cutlet. Can't turn it down. Yo, he went to um, Farina. Yeah, I went there on Saturday for the first oh, time. Oh, you did? Yeah. After- What'd you think? It was great. Really good, really good sandwich. How did it compare to uh, what was the best chicken cutlet we had on the crawl? Um, think, uh, what was the best chicken cutlet we had on the crawl? I don't remember. Was um, well, we didn't go to Little Nick's this time, or did we? We've gotten we've got. Well, we've gotten their cutlet on the crawl before. How did it compare to theirs? The deluxe with like the prosciutto. Oh my god, the mozzarella. Yeah, So how how did Farina's compare to that one? Um, it was about. I think it was about on the same. Damn. Okay. Uh, on the same part. All right. Yeah. What's the one that? What's the place that does the uh, with the fried pickle on it? Oh, Dolores by me. You didn't get a. That was in a just spitting out names. I don't know if that was a cutlet one or not that you got. I've never gotten a cutlet from Dolores. I've heard their cutlets banging. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. But my my go to from there is the Pooh Bear that has the ham. That one's good. The honey yeah, ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The honey turkey. Yep. Like the honey mustard sauce. The fried pickle. That yeah, one's banging. That shit rocks. But, uh, yeah, so, again, the defense hasn't played anybody in that sense, but it's good to see the young guys get some practice in, I guess, so to speak, and look decent. They're not getting roasted. Bradbury, on the other hand, is getting roasted by any quarterback. so bad. And Darius Leonard stepped up and had a really good game. And, yeah. what, three tackles for a loss, seven. He led he the team the in tackles, had a sack. I mean, that was first sack since 2020. Yeah. You know? It, it was funny watching that game because early on, the first couple of plays, he did kind of get dusted a little bit. Me and my nephew, who probably knows football as well as the three of us, he could probably be on this pod if he wanted to. He should. Bring him on. He, he should. Yeah, Jile. I'll get you on the pod, man. But uh, we're watching the game, and like we watch football with a, a, an acute sense of like what's going on. And we're both thinking, yeah, Shaq Leonard's washed. Look at him. He can't keep up with Darren Waller, who's mm-hmm. also washed. But then he came back and had a really nice game. By the end of the game, we're saying, okay, Shaq Leonard stepped up. Maybe he's still got something left in the tank. That was one of my favorite defensive performances was watching him. And then to your point, Killy Ringo, I know that Seattle game, he was, but we sat here after the Seattle game, we're thinking, why is he on the field? Yeah. Or no, after the Dallas game, after the Dallas Dallas game, game. I'm sorry, Dallas game. After the Dallas game, I'm saying, why is he on the field? 
since then, he's been making plays. Locked down. But I think it comes with repetition. And I think that, I don't know, I, I will say this, though, about my Patricia. Like, I'm not going to give him all the credit for everything. But you have, you look at what Desai did in Seattle last year with some young uh DBs and you look at Matt Patricia's career with the DBs that he's had in New England and he's always had a decent secondary <clears throat> whether he's put them in the great position to play or he's had just phenomenal athletes playing uh, while he happened to be coaching but we have two good guys that can actually have they've done it before they know how to create a good secondary and whether or not this is going to be the time to maybe get these young guys exposure and figure out an identity and then you get Slay back at a certain point, who's actually had a very good year in terms of coverage. Um, it could just alleviate the stress because you get Maddox back in a week or two as well. He might be back on Sunday, actually. Yeah. Yeah, all the players in the locker room so, have been saying he's coming back this yeah, week. Yeah, no, you don't have to rush him That's back, huge. but it's good to see that you're going to get two people back that are Pro Bowl caliber players. Obviously, Maddox isn't because he's never healthy, but when he is healthy, he does. He's the best. He's one of the best nickel corners right. in the league. Yeah. So, like, it'd be good to see how this team adjusts. Now, I will say, can they adjust to a plethora of people? Like, we don't have to rotate the secondary, like, we rotate the defensive front. So, people are going to have to be fighting for some uh, starting spots. But I think the defense as a whole has looked better week over week since the whole. You know, putting the side up in the box. He's not out of the defense. Yet. He's still giving some plays to Patricia. Patricia's just calling a lot of them. But, you know, it's, mm. it looked, they've been looking better. I think any defense defense is going to look better when you play backup Drew Locke. You play Tommy Cutlets and Tyrod Taylor. But once teams realize they can pick on Bradbury, that's been the crutch the last two games. Both big-time touchdowns came and big-time drives came against Bradbury. Well, would it be out of the question for them to bench him? I think they should. If when when Slate comes back, what's this yeah, what's Ringo, what does he have to score? I'd rather cuz they had Bradbury in the slot a bunch. Yeah. You'll have Avante Maddox in the slot. Ringo's shown some juice on the outside. And he's kind of big too. He's got a nice yeah, size Ringo's to like him. Ringo's like 62. That's a two, Chip Kelly kind of corner. Yeah, Ringo's six like 62 yeah. 200. So I think bench Bradbury Right now, we're still going to be on a hook for a lot of his money, but if this is what we're going to get for the next two years, I'm eating that cap money, man. But Howie Roseman could so eat that in a heartbeat. It doesn't matter, but like you're going to have – he hasn't proven, especially when it matters, you could have – had they beaten Seattle, which was very doable, that changes the whole landscape of the number two through three seed. Yeah. And the fact that he gave it up, all that money, you got to forget about it. You already – it doesn't matter. Like You locked him in. You got him back. He did great for the first half of the year, but now he's getting fucking exposed like a like crazy. Yeah, and how he's not that, afraid of cap money. We saw oh. Carson Wentz. And you the young I mean? Bucks have proven them. They have they're hungry to get paid. So if I'm them, I'm benching you gotta bench Bradbury and you gotta put Slay in there because he's been having a great year. Put Maddox back in there. And I think that would be all right. Uh Bayer made a couple good plays too. Starting to get more comfortable in the defense. But again, without having that solidified slot corner or nickel corner, he can't be what he is supposed to be. Yeah, I do think having Avante Maddox back is going to make a big difference because certainly we know that he's one of the best nickel corners on the field. Like from what like the beat reporters that have been in the locker room have been saying, Avante is like the heart and soul of the the defense. So many guys on their team are thinking, yeah, Avante's coming back. It'll be great to have him back. He brings us this, like, life, this energy. He's just a positive person. 
he just has that energy that that vibe that I feel like we've been missing at least the defense yeah has definitely been missing for the last couple of weeks so it'll make things a lot easier on like your Reed Blankenships that uh that Slayton 69 yard touchdown yeah that's probably Avante Maddox covering him in, in in a perfect world yeah but Avante Maddox wasn't there so things like that like you figure having him come back getting Slay back the defense should actually step up a little bit if you figure Shaq Leonard's going to play at this level. Zach Cunningham's coming back. Pass rush still needs to figure their shit out. I'm still That's very, probably the biggest concern. Yeah, I'm still very like, not thrilled with them, but Jalen Carter looks like he's maybe hitting a little bit of a wall. He he had to get his that sack before he did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. But like his snap count's been down. Like I think I saw something He had like, that one play. Yeah. Where he was slow to get off the field. He was the 12th man on the field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was like the first. I mean, I think I saw something where it was like the first six games he had like, I don't know, like however many like quarterback hits or whatever. And like the last six, he's only had like one or some shit like that. It's the rookie wall, maybe. Yeah. He's not used to playing this much. Hopefully like rest him up and get him uh, good to go for the playoffs and we'll see. But yeah. Yeah, so Definitely. he played. I think, I think though a lot of that could come down to though with more secondary help because you figured you got three rookies right now on the defense, four really if you count Nolan Smith as well, and a banged up linebacker core and a subpar safety core. You know, it's there's a lot of they're kind of doing a it's like a they're just throwing duct tape on a hole that's leaking water. Like once you get Slay back, who's your starter? The young bucks on corner have been doing their job. <clears throat> you get Cunningham back, who was the leading tackler on the team for the whole yeah, that, last ten weeks. M- missing him has been big. Then you can yeah. rotate Leonard. It's going to help out the whole front. And like Sweat said, the last couple of weeks, even last week again, I'm tired of getting these like almost sacks. Once you start locking up other guys where they can't dump off to a tight end or dump off to the running back or dump off to the receiver doing a button hook, it will give that one second is all the defensive line needs to be able to get that actual hit or that sack, or pop the ball out, or whatever. And I feel like last year we had that. They were locked down. You had CJGG out there for most of the year, Avante Maddox for most of the year. The linebacker core was phenomenal. You know, it's the same defensive front, but they don't have the time that they used to have. So, you know, they're getting pressure. They, you know, they're a top five defensive team in terms of pressures. One of the top three duos between Carter and Cox, or Carter and whoever else, to get pressure to the quarterback but once you get Slay back and start to make that quarterback have to look at the second read, that's when you get those hits. And the team is ready. Also, the MVP on the defense right now, without a doubt, Hassan Reddick. That man is everywhere. Yeah, he he didn't come up with any sacks uh, that game, but he was making he was, he was rushing his everywhere. ass off, dude. Tackles for loss, breaking up passes, smacking the quarterback so around. So we got to get to this, right? At the end of the game, like I was gonna save the vibes conversation, and we'll get to the rest of the vibes. What did you make a? It's like you were at the game, right? No, Christmas Hannah's birthday. I can't go to that. Oh game. right. So when you were watching on TV, what'd you make of the end of the game where he's screaming at the sidelines, Nick Sirianni screaming back at him, then the defensive line coach is screaming at both of them. Well, I will say there was an article in the Inquirer that actually Hannah put it out, and I did spend some time with my folks and everything tonight with uh, another gift exchange, and the article was about the noise in the stadium this season. And with fans being upset, um, people were saying that it's too loud 
on offense as well. Jalen Hurts mentioned yeah, Hurts that. that. Yeah. I was going to get and to I, that, I, too. I don't, I'm not going to jump to that yet, but yeah, I, I will gonna say get to that. it could be a communication issue where I don't think that – and, again, there's been a lot of stuff to see on this team this season where you think that there's an issue that there really isn't. Like, we don't know what's going down with what they're saying. Like, they look – you know, people could look at me on a video at the game, and be like, "Oh my god, this guy's crazy shit," or a little bit, whatever. I mean, but they ain't wrong. Yeah, but if they heard what I was saying, they'd be like, "Damn, he's right." You know what I mean? But I look, <laughs> I look aggressive, and I think that you know, Hassan Reddick isn't the mic, and if he's trying to say, "Hey, I see something," like we don't know what that dialogue was. So if he's trying to say, "Hey, I'm fine, I see it," and they're trying to say, "Hey, make sure you're okay," or whatever, they've been calling so many neutral zone infractions this year too on teams, not only the Eagles but every defense to make sure they're not you know, on a lot of scrimmage or whatever they're doing. Mm. Um, I don't look into that as much because Hassan still makes up for it by the next three plays of being a factor in the play. He's around. He he has been talk about worth the money tenfold. Yeah, no, like I'm not I'm not arguing he hasn't been But I don't look into it. I don't think that it's a uh I, I don't look into issue. that as just the, the the sign that the vibes are bad, but there are more signs which we can get to. I think. I guess. Are we ready we, to get well, to that? Or I don't do we know if we're getting to the else? vibe check yet, but I will say, like, if we are, unless you have. No, nah, I don't really have any. Does, does y'all have anything else? I don't really have anything else. Before uh, we get to vibes, I got plenty of vibes takes. Yeah, no, not really. I think one of the key factors, and my dad mentioned this, which made a lot of sense, since Big Dom has been banned from the sideline. A couple people I followed yeah. said this. Yeah. I think he's yeah, been saying that, like, true. you know, he's usually keeping Sirianni, like, dude, like, stop talking or whatever. And Nick Sirianni is showing that immaturity of a young head coach of he's passionate, which is why we love him and he loves the city. But we're not getting paid to fucking coach a team. And I think he's a little bit immature and a little bit sloppy that way where he's not buttoned up to, like, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, they don't show a lot of emotions on the team. And obviously, give it what it will for Bill Belichick without Brady or with Brady, but they're emotionless. They're doing a job. They're playing the game of football. They're coaching the game of football. It's like a game of chess. Sirianni gets way too fired up about everything. And I think you see that late in the game when it gets tight. He starts, you know, maybe that's his way of trying to invigorate his team to be better. But the team is looking as if it's not responding in that way. But we don't know what they're saying, which is but tricky. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like Sirianni's whole my my whole issue with like his whole like demeanor and the way he carries himself on the field and stuff is that it's like when they're doing well, you love it. Yeah. But when they're not doing well, it, it's just like Hate mm, it. it's yeah. kind of like I don't know, like he just like doesn't seem like he has the uh, the tools to deal with like a team that's like underperforming like this. There's no composure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw that in the first half. Not like ignore the second half, which is when like things really came unscrewed. The first half, he waits until what, like sixteen seconds to call oh a timeout. My God. What the hell? Oh yeah, that was crazy. Man, get your head out of your ass. That whole that last sequence was like just between him and hers, like just two then, yeah. dumb shit things a, after another. For a team that's been so good at fucking controlling the clock, it's like what. Okay, you did all that just to call a timeout anyway? It's like, what? Do- Yo, for a guy who preaches, like, yeah, we go over situational, like, things Fundamental like this. Fundamental football. Fundamental, situational. Yeah. We go through these things on the daily. For that to happen, just and like, then right, And then right afterwards, And then your quarterback. Doesn't run out of bounds. Hurts was trying to do the thing like he did again in the Minnesota game uh, last yeah, year, where yeah. he fakes it out, where he makes it them think he's going to run out of bounds and then twists it back in. Yeah, they got they bailed out by that delayed no. game penalty. 
But yeah, it's just you saw Sirianni start to lose the composure, lose control of the game in the first half with that. And then the second half, it just came unglued, man. Yeah. Him screaming at Hassan, Hassan screaming back, D-line coach screaming at him. Then Devontae gets involved, Devontae screaming at him. And he's the most mild-mannered yeah. person. I mean, common cool is uh, hurts, but Devontae, he's like the Eagles maxi. Like, he's the happy guy, does you know, his job. Things are going good, they're going he good. He comes in, does his work, if and they're that's not going it. good, he usually won't say anything either. But, nah, for him to be going at Sirianni, then Sirianni did admit in his press conference Tuesday, I think I was too tense for that game. Gee, you think, man, yeah. you're fighting with all your, like, best players on the sideline? So, like, the vibes are just off, man. I mean, a three-game slip will do that. I think that a win makes kind of smooth things over for a week. You're, mm-hmm. You know, a little bit, you can relax. Not too much, but a four, you go down four in a row – that shit gets a little dicey this time of year. I mean, San the Fran still lost, great. I'm just saying, though, San Fran lost four in a row and shit was getting choppy there, too. But it happened early in the year, and they've been on a tear ever since, where we kind of had the luxury of playing teams that were not the best and early in the season, so they weren't really ready to play football. And we dominated, or we won the games, I should say, not dominated. I think that this team just has a little bit of an identity issue I'm not going to say crisis. Mm-hmm. They just have to figure it out. And, you know, we had not up to the standard. Obviously, I understand. I get that because that's what they say every fucking time because it hurts. It's just a broken record at this point. But, you know, you clean up the little things. You don't give up 90 yards of penalties. You win it 33 to 17. You give up mm-hmm. a free touchdown by doing stupid shit like that. Holding, offsides, either use of hands to the face, uh, not lining up right, 12 men on the field, like, Weird shit like that. You're going to lose. You could lose. it If you're a bad team, you lose that game. But they get the win. Hopefully they level set and understand that, hey, we have another home game, which is huge for them to have that. They don't have to travel this time. In that other gauntlet, too, they were on short weeks playing teams that had a long break. San Fran and Dallas yeah. both had 13 yeah, days. I'm not discrediting that. So, you know, the vibes are off because they're not playing well, but they have two weeks to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what Devontae said. Devontae, after the game, this is a, some quotes from him. I'm not satisfied right now. We're not playing good as an offense. I have all the confidence in the world that we can fix it, but we're running out of time. We got two weeks. We got two weeks to put it together. It's going out there and playing football. We have a lot of penalties. Still miscommunication. It is better than what it was, but we're still not playing what we want it to be. We got two weeks. We going to get it fixed. We got two weeks. So, yeah, I think kind of just encapsulate everything that you just said. Yeah, they realize they haven't been playing well. They, they realize that they don't have room. much time to fix it. Do we have confidence? Devontae has confidence in them to fix it. Do we, the three of us, have confidence in them to fix it? I, I think that this team has too much quiet confidence in the locker room. Between Hurts... And Devontae. So what, you need someone like that's boisterous to be like, yeah, we got this? I mean, look at the when the years that we had Malcolm Jenkins. He was an, He's honestly an activist that plays football. The guy. That's very true. You know, and yeah. he's good at getting people together for a common goal and purpose and executing on that. Whether, yeah, they don't really have that person. And they don't have that. Whether it was when he was trying to do stuff for Black Lives Matter or trying to do other things to, like, get the community together. Like, that man was good at. Whatever it was that he did brought people together. That's his common 
skill as, yeah. a, as a human being. Yeah. And we have long tenured eagles, you know, Kelsey and but none Graham of them. And Cox. Like Jenkins was the leader when they were here the whole yeah, time. None Graham's of them a big that guy. Graham's a big case. Like Jerome Brown, he's like everyone loves Brandon Graham. He's a happy guy, but he's not really giving that motivational speech. And Fletcher Cox, you know, can say things, but doesn't really do a whole lot. Kelsey, at this point, again, you know, he could like Kelsey's get, got the foot out the door with all due respect. Yeah, he can get teary eyed at yeah. a team meeting, but it doesn't help it out. You need someone that's like, no, man, like, do you want to fucking play shitty football or do you want to go dominate? Like, they don't, there's no B Dog, there's no Trotter, there's no Malcolm Jenkins, there's no, you know, Hugh Douglas, anything. Yeah. Like, you need, there's no fucking swang on this team. They need to have someone wake them up. And honestly, it needs one of these young guys to stop pussyfooting around and say some shit. They got to call some people out and not to say that they're playing, not to be like, Jalen Hurts, you suck, but be like, dude, we need, they got to get something together. They got to get a grip. Yeah, no, they do. Maybe that's like coming back. He's got some, he's been a leader Could. In, some, in some capacity. Maybe that's um, Shaq Leonard as he starts to get more comfortable. Maybe Somebody, it's fired. Maybe it's one maybe of it's these Cunningham. guys. Yeah. And it, someone has to take the fucking, at least give it a shot. You yeah. take the mic for the week and get this team to fucking get recalibrated because they don't have it yeah, right the energy's now. just not there. Right. I mean, we have A.J. Brown saying after the game, yeah, I was told by my mom if I don't have nothing to say, don't say nothing. Then today, has media availability, refuses to speak. Just like that's your star receiver who had six yeah. catches for 80 yards. It's not like we're not giving him the ball. Yeah. I mean, I guess he only had like what, like one one uh, target in the first half. Yeah, and then he started still, feeding the ball in the second. That's a big it's reason like, why he won the game, that 32-yard catch on third and 20. It's like, dude, someone yeah. needs to sit him down and be like, bro, we won the game. You were a key factor in it. 78 Stop yards. Stop bitching. Yeah. I don't know, man. The vibes are still off. They're not as stinky as I thought they were going to be. People are still pissed. I still don't really like what I'm seeing on the sideline. But, I mean, this is the advantage of this schedule is that six or eight week gauntlet sucked. And I dare say we probably were too down on them at times. I still got to figure out how down we were and if it was too much or not but now you play this easy back end of the schedule where this is where you can pad pad your stats a little bit pad your vibes and hopefully you go into the playoffs on a hot streak it's not all about who has the best record it's about who's playing the best when the playoffs start exactly if we can go into this on a three-game win streak feeling good the vibes can correct themselves not when the vibes are feeling like a tea kettle as opposed to a hot cast iron skillet yeah, right. That shit will cook anything, but a tea kettle eventually will pop. Yeah. And that's what this team feels like. Everyone's just kind of biting their tongue. Yeah. I think there's one, just, you know, one question for this Eagles team the next two weeks. Do you have fire in your gut? <laughs> <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I don't know. No, because they all drove to the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't have Mac Hollins here riding his bus to the game. Remember that? Ride his little bike? Mac, or the not his bus, his bike, yeah. Who drove over here? Who took the bus? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that leads us into uh, Jonathan Gannon week. Yeah. It's finally here, man. His little bitch ass. We've been looking forward to, to this town. game since the day his, card, his baby cardinal head left. Yeah. He said, Don't get that twisted. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm not fucking leaving. Uh, oh, it was out after that game. Dude, so I have to say it again. 
the reason why we're here with Matt Patricia as a defensive coordinator, the reason why we had Sean Desai as a D coordinator for 13 weeks is all because of Jonathan Gannon. That is correct. This is all his fault, man. Yeah. We could add Vic Fangio. He was in-house yep. before the Super Bowl. And if we had known Jonathan Gannon was going to leave, we'd be like, hey, Vic, you can stay here with us, man. We'll treat you nice. You'll have a star-studded defense, a really good organization. He's from Pennsylvania. He's from, like, Stroudsburg. Yep. He's from here, essentially. He would have loved to stay here. But instead, this egghead, chickenhead boy, Jonathan Gannon, had to just go ahead and mess it all up. No respect for his ass, dude. No. I think he'll get a very, very warm welcome on Sunday, which I do see happening big time. Yeah, it should be fun. Looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, the Cardinals are very, very ass. Yeah, they're three and twelve, right? Yeah, I think one of those the, three wins against the Cowboys, of course, which could end up being in the deciding factor. Yeah, else winning yeah. the division. Yeah. Probably is going to be. This is like a, this is a vintage NFC East matchup right here. Yeah, from back in the day. Yeah. Which hold up? Why were there Cardinals ever in the NFC East if they played in Arizona? What the hell was? Why that? the fuck I mean, is Dallas? Yeah, right. Yeah. That, that, that's my either. other point. I don't know. It's not like they were ever like the Baltimore. Car- like they were always the Arizona Cardinals, right? So I don't. Ah, uh, they were the Chicago Cardinals. Still, that's not East. That's, that's Midwest. I know, but. Although that wasn't even the same franchise, so I don't know. I, there I don't are other know. divisions that don't really make sense even now. How's Baltimore in the the AFC North? Baltimore south of Philly. I think it's snow. Barely. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> count. I don't know, man. But, you know, I, listen, I think it's a cool history that way. You know what I mean? How's I mean, Indianapolis in the AFC South? The best was, was, well, that one doesn't make sense. That's but we have a team... Yeah, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys don't make sense for me. I mean, it was funny, NFC like, East. different different sport, but it was funny when the uh, the Atlanta Thrashers moved to Winnipeg, and they didn't do the realignment for a couple of years. So, like, the Winnipeg Jets were in, like, the, the Eastern yeah. Conference. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, Winnipeg's far as Traveled yeah. so much, yeah. That's definitely a disadvantage. I mean, unless Dallas only did it because market-wise you got New York – you know, East Coast, you figure more money that way up that way. But, yeah, I don't know. Either way, fuck that team. Fuck Arizona. Yeah, dude, I no, think the, the Cardinals we, can kiss my ass, It would ass, be a dude. great game to have Hassan Reddick. His old team. Who was drafted by the Cardinals to just come out here and get, like, a multi-sack game. How about half the defensive front turn all those missed sacks into actual it, sacks it and happen. big hits? They're, they're O-lines built. They got Connor Murray singing the ball still? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he can playing. he can he can run from a pass rush. He's he's really quick, but I don't know, man. I mean, teams run on this defense as well. So, like, like I see James Conner put up an easy buck fifty and two tuds. I hope not. But we did keep Saquon at bay. But their O line's ass. So is Arizona's O line. Everything about Arizona's ass. So, dude, they yeah, weren't designed right. to win this. Buda Baker, but is he yeah. playing right now? Yeah, Buda. Yeah, he, he, he might just playing. not make any of those picks because he's like, I'm trying to come here next year. I mean, their defense is like. 32nd in like every category. Yeah, they're really, they're <laughs> really bad. Really dude. bad. Which is wild that Jonathan Gannon's reputation is as a defensive coach. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he they're can't off- coach a defense. And it's not like their offense is They doing have good. a couple good players on that D. They, I mean, they still got Jordan Hicks. They still got. No, Jordan Hicks is on the Vikings. Oh, shit. Yeah, he moved they got uh, Buda Baker. They got Kaiser White, our boy. He was yeah. here oh, last yeah. year. He was solid. Um, 
They have someone on the D-line. I can't remember a guy's name. They have a few weapons there on defense, and they're still just 32nd in everything. I mean, Maybe team- my guy, Mr. Who Choked the Bus here, is not a good coach. I yeah. I mean hello. I mean I mean they're ro- I mean obviously they're trying to like basically tank and, and but rebuild. Still you have but enough like their people, roster is bad. But you have yeah. a few players there that like you should be able to piece together a thirtieth ranked defense instead of the thirty second. Yeah. They still have uh Hollywood Brown though. Yeah. On offense, yeah, they got him, Rondell I mean, Moore. Against this defense. They got Trey McBride, my boy. Uh, f- Murray could still fuck around and put up three hundred yards on this team unless they understand that this is a pl- this the link, from what it's New Year's Eve, I Everyone's can feel it's going to be a pretty buck environment. It should be uh, a playoff type of environment. But again, to that point, then I don't want to hear the fucking bitch ass offense. But like, it's too loud in here. Like, I don't. This is some yeah. sorry ass shit. What was Hertz complaining about? They're supposed to be quiet when we have the ball because he because they Sirianni were saying has the given ball. Sirianni has given Hertz the ability to call audibles, which every quarterback pretty much can do anyway but they're like i'm giving him more more keys at the castle than whatever and hertz is like there's a miscommunication because even kelsey has said i can't hear him sometimes so that's why he's been getting called for offside so many times or delay a game that's because a, he that's can't a hear. weak excuse and i'm like the link you played in arrowhead you won that game fine if you gotta go no nope, barely any penalties you went to uh seattle the second loudest stadium p- should have won that game the offense was doing well for the most part I don't want to hear this shit about that. And you played in the playoffs in at home and put up 35 points. Yeah, if you, you got, need like, to go to a silent Cal at home, do it. But yeah, you can't be us. complaining about that dude, right. when the offense is stagnant. Right. That's not all the, that's all the fans. That's what I'm saying. The vibes ain't great. Well, I haven't been there since the Bills game. So I think they just... Damn, you probably going through withdrawal. Yeah. I think they just need me back in. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, then, maybe, yeah, maybe that's the real answer to all this. Damn. But, but yeah, yeah, fuck the Cardinals. Yeah, the Johnny Gans Bowl, man. I don't really have a whole lot to say. They yeah. suck. They're really bad. Kyler Murray, he's okay. They yeah. have a couple weapons like- on offense. James Conner, Rondell Moore, Hollywood Brown, Trey McBride. But their offensive line is booty. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be another another game to see if they can get that pass pass rush going, dude. Which this has to be it. I think this is our get right kinda, game. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like if they can't if they can't get it done here, then they do it. Uh, who are life. they going to get it done against? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, no, I think this is our get right game. I really do. I think we're oh, man. I'm not going to say. Well, I think that we do win out, and we get the first seed. I can see San Fran. Really? Losing, yeah, I see that right now. San Fran losing against the Rams. Probably last game. I think they Damn. lose that to the Rams, but I see that. Uh, yeah, I think that they have. They're going to win out. So obviously, to get the first seed, we'd have to have other things happen that are out of our control. But if this team is talking the way that they're talking, it might be a weird quiet confidence or a weird, uh, you know, just soft-spoken kind of weird manner that they have in this locker room. No one's really the true leader in this room. I don't think anymore. I think they still just find a way to win. And that's enough for me to get, boom, the first seed. If they get the first seed and they have the home field advantage at home in the playoffs, that will get them to wake up and play fine because that place is nuts when it comes down to so home it's field a big advantage. difference. Yeah, it makes a difference. And you're going to probably either play Dallas or San Fran at home. We're maybe probably going to have to play both. Yeah. So this is it. This is your time to like 
get your shit right, figure out a way to win, don't get hurt, put up some points, knock the rust off. It's in your control. Hmm. I don't know if I would go so far as to say we definitely get the one seed. I think we get the two. I'm just predicting that we get the one seed. I think we're going to get the two. Dallas has to lose, or no, Detroit has to lose to Dallas on Saturday. It's going right. to feel weird, re- really weird to root for the Cowboys, but I think that's where we're at. And then I don't know if the Niners lose to, uh, they're not going to lose to Washington. Hell no. But even it, with even if Purdy doesn't play, they're uh, not losing yeah, to Washington. Yeah. It's, but comes they could to lose the to that Rams. So, yeah. I mean, I think we end up getting the two. I don't think the Niners lose out. But, hey, if we get the two seed and we go into that, like I said, hot with rejuvenated energy, anything can happen. Yeah. I'm not super high on this team right now, but. Sometimes you don't have to be. We weren't super high on the 2017 team yeah. when the playoffs started. And well, look what no, happened. we were until the playoffs started, though. That's what's different. They were no signs of weakness. They were ass those last couple games. Because we had a backup quarterback, yeah. but he was doing it, you know, that, doing his uh, thing. Christmas game against the Raiders. Oh, I was that there. Was yes, sir. Yeah, that was nasty. It was five Ugh. degrees. I was frigid yeah. as hell, dude. It was cold as a witch's titty that day, dude. I was cold <laughs> as hell up in the stands. Yeah. I was ordering beers, right? And I'd drink like half the beer and put it down. I'd go pick it up 10 minutes <laughs> later. It was a yeah. slushy. They get oh, hold that thing it was time. cold as mm-hmm. Christ that day. We weren't too far from where your seats were. Hell yeah. Were you at that game? I was not. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say I was like two sections over, but I didn't know you back then. Mm-mm. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think that... uh. This team was going to figure out a way to – it's almost like just kind of the theme of the year where, like, there's no true, like, no, we're going to score 45 points a game. They're going to figure out a way to do it because that's what's been the theme all year with this team. They're going to win out. Whatever happens, happens. I think my prediction still for the Broad Street run is still going to hold true. I'm not backing down from that at all. I haven't Damn. deviated course. April 30th, 2023, you said it. I still think they're going to go back to the promised land. Hmm. As frustrating as a team that this is. Sometimes that's how life it's is. It could be a dangerous team yeah. in the playoffs. I'm not going to lie. They do click it together as like an even two or three or five seed. Yeah. There's just like be... a couple of things. I mean, just a couple of things with the offense I think they need to clean up. Like, I mean, I don't know. We, we don't need to go into all the, like, the details at this point. No. We've been talking for a while. But, like, main thing is just they got to figure out a way to, like, take care of the, the blitzes against them because that's the book against them at this point. It's Whoa. just, like, blitz the hell out of Hurts. What I'll say is the Giants are the most blitz-heavy team in the NFL. Yeah. So even – I would be shocked if we see more than like 20% blitzes against the Cardinals, mostly because Johnny Gans doesn't blitz at all. But yeah, I mean, once you get in the playoffs, you know, the, the the Lions, when we played them last year, they blitzed a bunch. You know that the Niners, we can't really handle their their defense very well. The Cowboys will blitz as much as they need to. I do think that blitz beaters are going to be important. And I also think that more just running some plays from under center, running some yeah. passes from under center, using play action a little more effectively, things like that are going to make a difference. Yeah, need to mix it up a little bit. So hold on. Score predictions for this Cardinals game. The Lions, Eagles minus 11. Uh, I think uh, I feel good about this one. I think it's going to be... Uh, beat down. I'm going th- uh, 38 mm. 13. Jesus. Yeah, gonna fuck him up. I'm gonna say 31 17. I'm not too far off, actually. 38 <laughs> was high, though. <clears throat> that was a good. <laughs> I, 
I have us at 34-16, I think. Okay. Johnny Gans, man, we ain't scared of him. Nick Sirianni did bring up the point that he knows the Eagles, but everyone knows Johnny Gans is just going to play soft-ass coverage the whole time. Right. We'll find a million ways to pick that apart. We'll be all right. So, yeah, we win 34-16. Bonus, I think Dallas loses. Or, no, I think Detroit loses, which helps us get the two seed. I do think the Niners win. We'll have to wait and see what I feel about the Niners against the Rams. It's weird that we're rooting for both divisional rivals, though. It feels awful to have to root for Dallas. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Are they at home? Yes. Dallas is favored by, like, seven points. Well, then that's almost a guarantee win right there. They're on a 15-game tear streak right still, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. At the end of the segment, then, Eagles talk, then, might as well think that it would end the Eagles bottle. Shots, explosives. (laughs) Go birds. So, um, nothing really with the Flyers. They've been off. No, they're, they're, their game just started. They're just, yeah. They're on I the mean, Disney on Ice road trip. They're out in Vancouver. Yeah, they'll be on the road for a minute. Yo, hold on. The only thing I have to, this isn't even really Flyers related. What about all these Western Canadian cities? Which ones would you most want to see? We're talking Winnipeg. We're talking Calgary. We're talking Vancouver. We're talking Manitoba. No, Manitoba's the province. <laughs> we're, we'll just talk Winnipeg. Where, where would I want to go? Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. Edmonton's Edmonton. the other one. I've heard Vancouver's nice. I heard Calgary's. We we were in Hawaii. We met a guy that was Canadian, and he was from Calgary, funny enough. And he talked it up a lot. So now we have an interest of checking out Calgary. Yeah, Winnipeg, like, um, I mean, certainly not, like, an ideal vacation spot, but, like, it's, I do, I'm do. i kind of intrigued by it just because it seems beautiful. like a very, it seems like a very weird city. Yeah. So I always kind of like stuff weird. like that. Yeah. I know a guy that lives in Winnipeg. He's a huge, a huge Jets fan, but uh, he's always posting pictures on his social media. Winnipeg seems like a pretty city, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's not huge. It seems like it's probably the size of, like, Trenton. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. It's not big, but I'm like, damn, okay. But yeah, I hear Vancouver's where it's at, though. Yeah, Vancouver's supposed to be really nice. Like Vancouver's essentially. I've never been to Canada. I've been to, to like Niagara Falls. Yeah, I love it. I've heard uh, Montreal. On what side? Is, like, the, the Canadian best. side. Yeah, I've yeah. been to both sides. Yeah, Toronto's obviously you know got a lot going on, but everyone, I heard said, Montreal's everyone says Montreal is like the best spot to go. All the French, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ottawa, get that yeah. poutine, yeah. Yeah, we Poutine's haven't ever good. really had real poutine here. Not yeah. Not no, not the food it's sense. Good stuff. No, I'm kidding. What do you mean? Man? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. What sense have you? Hmm. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right then. Well, yeah, we'll have more hockey talk next week. The Flyers have been off. We don't really have much yeah, to say. Not much going on there. Well, uh, speaking of Canadians, Nick Nurse, not Canadian, but. He came from Toronto. He was <laughs> the Sixers then, real used quick. He coach a Canadian yeah. team. Yeah, he coached a Canadian team. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah. a good pivot, at least. And Embiid sprained his ankle against the Toronto Raptors. Damn. Yeah. Oh, go. Canada. That's oh, ass. Canada, my ass. Yeah. Dude. Well, they have the best record they've had since 2000, 2001 yeah, 21 season. 21 and 9. Yeah. Best record through 30 games since 2001. That's a long which stretch. We know what happened that year. They made it to yeah. the finals. Represent. That's a long stretch. Represent hip hop. Yeah. So, feeling pretty good about this team, I can lie. Hmm. Mm. I do. 
obviously MVP out the. I don't give a shit about if he wins MVP or not. If you get Embiid to play eighty percent of games or seventy percent of games and he's scoring thirty five plus well, and ten rebounds, out. My concern isn't the MVP. It's that. I still think, like, I really think after watching that game on Christmas, they need someone other than Maxi. Like, Embiid, yeah. When Embiid plays, Maxi's fine as a number two. But let's be honest here, man. Every season Embiid's been in the league, he's missed at least one or two games in the playoffs. At least, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, assuming that happens again, we won't have James Harden there to put up two 40-burgers to save us in those games. Unless Embiid's on track to miss more games than ever before in the regular season to try to maybe save him for the playoffs. Which he should do, but then he disqualifies himself from MVP. That's fine, but I think that he already got one in the bag. Uh, he wants to win that again, dude. Of course he does, but do you want to win a championship or an MVP? He, no, he There's no right. way he doesn't know his own longevity as well. He knows that he... Because he, he plays hard yeah. for a seven-foot I mean, man. I, I mean, my, my thing with that whole idea is, like, I don't know if I, I'm really buy into the whole thing where it's like, oh, he plays too much in the regular season. That's why he gets hurt in the playoffs. Because you look at the way that he's gotten hurt in the playoffs. They've been, like, freak weird things, like where he takes, like, an elbow to the face. Yeah, it's and never, like, it's just a random soft Or, like, last injury. year, that game against the Nets where he pretty much gets tackled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's not just wear and tear. That's, like... He got. He just got randomly like fucked up during a game. Yeah, he had two broken so, faces. Like, I don't. Yeah, but exactly. But is it random when it happens three years in a row, four years in a row? Yeah. I mean, I feel. I like... mean, I th- it's just the intensity of the playoffs, and like I guess, I guess that kind of shit's more likely to happen because people are just playing harder. But like, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that him playing less games in the regular season is necessarily going to make a difference there. Yeah, um, I I agree with you. Like, I do get what you're saying, but not that it would necessarily be a bad thing to rest him more, but. I'm just saying, I don't, that's not like a guarantee that he's going to be healthy during the playoffs. No, you know it's something different. But also with injuries in the NBA, like it's hard to tell like if it's resting, if he's actually hurt. I mean, the guy's a giant man. Like if he does have a tweak in his ankle or whatever, like it's not like oh, he's definitely hurt. On did this you guys one. think it was kind of dumb that they left him in that game? When he sprained his ankle and he was clearly, like, hobbled the whole time. And it was like, why is he still... No, because they needed his production to win that game. I guess. But it was just like, he clearly just looked, like, fucked up. I mean, he still put up third... He still almost had a triple-double in that game now. And he hasn't played since. But, I mean, let's be honest. They didn't need him against Orlando. Although Orlando has been pretty good this year. Well, they really needed him against the Heat either because they didn't have Butler playing. So, like, they just lost that... That I mean, Christmas game, if Maxi plays better in that yeah, game on Christmas, Maxie we just didn't really need him for game. that. Yeah. Which that game was pretty fun, that Christmas yeah, game. Like after game. the Eagles game was over and like I settled down for a little yeah. bit. I was I honestly wasn't really watching it because I was I watched the on second the, half of that game. I was watching to, the football game for fantasy reasons. Which hey, that did not didn't go, go my your way. way. Did not go my <laughs> way. <laughs> but that Toby was hooping in that game, Kelly Oubre was balling. That was a fun game. Yeah. And then this last game. Maxi bounced back. Toby was balling again. Toby was hooping again. Yeah, we got some. Uh, Toby had a good, great game. It's Toby, it's Toby time. time. <laughs> Toby time. It's Toby time. Toby time. I don't have to listen to all of Yeah, Toby was balling. <laughs> yeah. Um, B-ball Paul, did, did y'all watch that game? Uh, where he, when B-ball that, Paul had that one slick like between the legs yeah. behind the back. Yeah. Yo, he had that slick between the legs behind the back pass to Max in the dribble handoff game. Yep. 
Yeah, it was sick. Dude, I, there was one. I was cracking up. There's also, there was one hilarious uh, Pat Bev play where, like, um, he, like, he, get, he gets the ball passed to him, like, on the wing, like, outside the, the arc. And, like, it was, like, he should have just shot it there. But he, like, hesitated. Then he's kind of, like, stuck. And there's a guy in front of him. And it looked like the play was just, like, fucked. And then he just, like, somehow, like, dribbles into the lane and does, like, a running hook yeah. shot. Yeah. Right too. I was like, that's the most ridiculous shit I've he's ever done seen. That, he's done that shot so, a few times so this year. so fucking funny. I was like, I, like, shit like that would probably make me want to, like, like uh, throw, a, like, my remote to TV during the playoffs. Yeah. But for now, like, it's fucking great. I'm totally getting a Pat Bev jersey. Yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, I think overall, as a team, I feel pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Like 21 and 9 after 30 games. The Bucks are second, but the Bucks have played a really easy schedule at this point. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to come back down to earth. I think in that two seed is going to be vital for the Sixers. The other thing that's going to be important is this trade. I don't know what they decide to do yet. I do yeah. think, me personally, I feel like after watching that game on Christmas, that they need to get someone else that can score that's a little more assertive than Toby. How do you all feel? Yeah. I mean, like, what kind of player do you think they need? Like, a, another wing? I OG, dare say. a ball handler? No, I don't like an OG. I dare say it's like a Zach Levine, dude. Really? Maybe not him, but someone like that. I think that's what you need. Because Maxi sometimes gets shuts down against these good defensive teams like the Heat. Yeah, I mean, I think that a part of the trade discussion is also like having your team go out against, and the Heat wasn't full strength against the Sixers either. But like having t- you let your starting o- your starting line go out there against Boston without Embiid, and they do okay, but you see what you got. The against- only reason why they won those games last year against Boston yeah. was because Harden went off. You need someone that can do so that. I mean, but then you go out yeah. against the Heat and Embiid's ha- not there again. And you see what you got. So, like, I think a lot of this, too, is, like, strategic of, like, okay, where are the gaps in this team? If we don't have Embiid on the court right now, how is Maxi facilitating the ball? Where is it going to? Yeah. I think that's going to give you the dead giveaway of who they're going to trade for. It's like, they're, they're going to make a move. Yeah. It's, like, tough because, on the one hand, you think with how they've been playing and how they're set up, it's, like, you don't necessarily need, like, a star star. Yeah. But, you know, if you're saying, like, you know, they could just get sort of a, um, I don't know, just like a three and D guy or something like that. It's like, that's like cool. But then like, who's, who are, who's coming out for that? Like, you know, or you're just kind of like replacing someone with someone that's like equal to that. And it's like, at some point that we yeah. have enough depth really at this point, which is crazy to say, that's always been the problem. Right. But we actually do have a lot of depth. It's like, like we need someone with a little more, um, you know, Something they, to throw in the starting five. Yeah, they need a little more offensive, like, in creativity in that starting five. Like, if you figure you're going to go after Alex Caruso, you're probably going to have to give up the Anthony Melton, which kind of defeats the purpose, Which I don't right? like because yeah. I feel like he's been killing it, too. I like, yeah, Melton's I like him. Pretty he's crappy as shit. Melton's a better offensive player. Caruso's a better defensive player, but it's essentially a wash. Yeah. Also, Melton and I feel like uh, Ubre have been, like, feeding off each other real good. Yeah. Which, you know. Yeah, and like you don't want to like talk about good vibes now. You don't want to break up the good vibes either. We they're said this chilling. about the Flyers a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You don't want to break up the vibes when they're this good and they're in their peaking. So yeah, I mean it's gonna be hard, but I do think at the end of the day that I don't know, they need someone that you can really give the ball to an offense that isn't maxi in case Embiid's out. 
that you can trust. Toby's been playing good. We've been through this Toby shit for five years. We know it's fucking like this. It, you, just can't back. you can't trust. He's it. not reliable. Rely it. Yeah. Uh-uh. They can't, especially it's like it comes... when he's doing good. That's great, but you can't expect it to last. No, you know you play this shit in the schedule. Like, damn, Tobias is great. Then they play Boston. You're like, oh, yeah, Tobias, damn, Tobias just disappears like, into a corner. You know, you play any good team in the East, the Bucks, Boston, the Heat, any good team in the West. He just kind of disappears. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or what, but... I have no idea what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I guess we'll see. I mean, it seems like Nick Batum's coming back. and B they'll probably be back soon-ish. I mean, that ankle sprain looked pretty nasty, but apparently he started doing on-court activities today, probably just yeah, shooting some jumpers like and whatnot. Major. So yeah. my prediction is he'll come back when this road trip ends. Like, I don't think he comes back tomorrow against Houston. I think he's already been ruled out, actually. I don't think he comes back the next. He may fly with the team or no? I don't think he's with the team. That makes sense to just stay home to they yeah. come home. He, yeah. They play against Chicago, I think, Saturday or maybe Monday. I forget. I don't think he comes back. It's in Chicago, whatever that game is. I think he comes back the first game after the road trip ends. Stay home. There's no sense coming back like that. But that brings me to my other point. So in order to win MVP, he has to play 66 games at least. If you figure he's missed four, he's going to miss tomorrow. That's five. Let's say he misses against Chicago. That's six. That means he can only miss ten games the rest of the year. I think like injuries are going to cost him as this MVP. Yeah, they I mean, bar, this I mean if, he get, if he doesn't get injured again, then I think he'd be okay. But um, He's going to get banged up, dude. And they yeah. implemented this stupid rule. Yeah, uh, But unless he keeps going on this like historical a. I don't know. I mean, at the same time, too, I, me as a viewer could care less if he wins MVP. If he still is playing dominant basketball, I'm cool with that. If he loses the MVP this year, you know, he, he should have had one or two before last year anyway. So yeah. that's not, you know, it. it's a shit but that luck. that doesn't go into, you know? it, into the record books or yeah, into but his paycheck. But you go back to, like, the Kobe and the fucking Steve Nash era, like, Kobe should have won at least two of those when Steve Nash was winning that shit, but, like, he didn't. And, like, that's no knock on Kobe, but, you know, it's just the people that vote for that shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is what it is. It sucks. Um, but that's kind of in Bede's shtick is that his, his health has been a detriment to his value across the NBA on a national scale. Jokic is never hurt. There's guys that I mean, are all... Jokic doesn't try to jump over a phone book. I understand that, but my point <laughs> yeah. is that, like, you know, yeah, yeah. people don't get, you know, people that win MVP play the whole season. LeBron, what? I mean, people, it's just... I mean, it is stupid. It's that the name it's of the game. Arbitrarily 66 games, though. Also, it's the fact that it's yeah, a like, center. Where they come up with that number? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I just don't think that's a knock on the beat. It's just kind of the shit luck of the draw in terms of the voting scheme. I think that's all fucking bullshit. Dude, well, if he's decidedly the best player in the league and he doesn't win it because he only played 65 games instead of 66, then I say we we, well, we storm Secaucus, dude. I'm down. We're going, dude. We're, we're going to be uh, like, what do you call it? Who's the 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 Bills coach? Oh, oh boy, uh, McDermott. Yeah, we're we're gonna be be our best Sean McDermott's right there. We're gonna storm Secaucus. <laughs> well, yo. if we storm it, it's yeah. more like January. 6th yeah, it's more like January sixth yeah. stuff. Yeah, we're gonna be like the the shaman guy. Yeah. Oh, that's cool too. But uh, yeah. but we all got bunny we'll ears all, on. Yeah, and then we'll all go to jail. 
That's all right. And, you know, it'd be cool. And it beats someone win MVP. He'll be like, fuck. <laughs> it's all for nothing. Yeah. yeah be Just like Trump didn't win yeah. the election. You know. Well, we won't get them beat and removed from ballots. We'll yeah. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I don't know, is that, is it, you guys got anything else? I don't got anything else. I got a lot for Sixers. I think they were pretty good wrapped up on that one. Yeah. I wrapped up like a little Christmas present. Yeah. So, I had a little interesting story that I found here. Um, not exactly sports related, but games related, board games related. Hell, yeah. Uh, the story coming out of China, uh, this is from the, I think was this the New York post. I oh, know it's actually from, uh, from, from Fox. Speaking of January 6th, this is from Fox news. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Uh, where Trevor gets all his news. Yeah, exactly. This is where I get all my information from. Uh, so Chinese chess was engulfed in turmoil early this week when a national champion was stripped of his title following unsavory allegations involving cheating in the sport. Uh, Zhang Qi is the official title of what is known as Chinese chess, is the most popular board game in China, dates all the way back to the 1st century BC, according to some historians. Uh, and then it goes on. The, uh, the organization announced it was stripping uh, Yan Chenglong of his title of Zhang Qi uh, King over cheating allegations and extremely bad character um, officials addressed the 48-year-old uh, champion behavior in, uh, in the post-game celebrations. This is a quote. Uh, Yan consumed alcohol with others in his room the night of the 17th, and then he defecated in the bathtub of the room he was staying in on the 18th. Ew! In an act that damaged hotel property, violated pu- uh, public order and good morals, had a negative impact on the competition and the event of Janki. And was of extremely bad character. The XX, uh, CXA said in a statement. That's like the uh, official organization of whatever. Uh, the organization then had to address allegations that Yan was cheating during the tournament with the use of anal beads. Uh, the what AFP the reported fuck? rumors, which spread across the Chinese social media uh, site uh, Weibo, of Yan using... Anal beads with wireless transmitters to help him in the contest. What? Uh, based on our understanding of the situation, it is currently impossible to prove that Yen engaged in cheating via anal beads, as speculated by social media. Uh, but he, uh, what does it say? He's been suspended for a year and stripped of his prize money. It's unclear how much he was rewarded. So but hold he, up. <laughs> There's a lot had, to unpack here. So, yeah, so... Apparently, he was so, back there from his butt, apparently. Yeah, so apparently, <laughs> so the story as as it's as it's told here is that he cheated using anal beads, then got really hammered in the hotel room and took a and shit in the bathtub. <laughs> well, I mean, after having that butt all plugged, they probably just yeah, right just, out. <laughs> just yeah, like, it was gonna it was come too out too much yeah. for the toilet. Also, though, the fact that they call their chess uh, winner the king, I will say that's some kingly shit right there. I will say. What, just pooping all over the floor? Yeah, it's real king well, shit. Well, you win some shit like that, you make all that money. Yeah, I'm a shit in the tub. Who cares? Like, what do you mean? I'm the I king want right to now. make, like, uh, you know. That's you know, nasty. Also, yeah. who's the friend that's buzzing the little, little me, you know, if it's anal yeah. beans on a vibrator Dude, it's hilarious because this was, this was, like, literally an episode of It's Always Sunny. Like, it's one of the newer seasons, so probably a lot of people haven't seen it, but there's, like, an episode where, like, 
they get Frank to enter like a chess tournament and, and they, they put and they put, beads up his ass. Yeah. Oh, I did see. Did you see that one? one? I was yeah, like yeah, reading yeah, this. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. holy shit! Did they literally? <laughs> did they just watch the, that episode and be like, "We can do this too. This is a great idea." Damn. I mean, hey, shout out to what's his name? Uh, what, what was it? Um, but he didn't get to keep the Yen money. Yang Cheng Wan. Yeah. Shout out to Yang Cheng Wan, though. He didn't for... get to keep the money. You know what, though? I'd only give him a shout out if he got to keep the money. He fucked up. Yeah, but yeah. they didn't. No, time out. Shout out to Yang. He probably could have gotten away with it if he didn't take a shit in the bathtub in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you he tried. Was... Yeah, you could be anal beads, anal beads in your ass for a whole tournament. That's got to be three hours oh, at least. Yeah, I mean, who knows how long that must have mm, lasted. How, people, much, how, how much money was the price? Has a couple it's undisclosed. million yen has to be. But, like, you figure yeah, they're probably... Yeah, I mean, I'll suffer through it for, for whatever the yeah, money is. Yeah, but a thing up your ass for three hours, not moving, okay. But anal beads in your ass and then vibrating every move... That shit's rattling something up there. You can, probably, are, you can probably take something to negate that, though. You could probably poop out a brick after that. And then you drink alcohol after that? It would, yeah, I guess that he probably was partying after that. You. Yeah. Maybe a little, well, whatever they, whatever, maybe anything, a steak dinner, whatever he wants to eat. I'm not saying whatever, but like, you know what I mean? A little, little seafood, a little rice, a little whatever, a little sake. He was sake. definitely probably drinking a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little sake. He probably got all lit up. I'm the king. And then shit his pants. Yeah. In the tub, though. Shout out to him for doing it in the tub. Did you guys ever did you see that Netflix series called um, The Queen's Gambit about, it was about like the chess chant. Like, I wanted with, uh, to, but never wanted to. Taylor Joy. Was she doing that too? No, but uh, I was just saying it'd be funny if the Netflix made a a, a, a series about this guy. <laughs> that would be way more interesting. Because <laughs> well, it was sure. funny because the whole like that story in the Netflix series, I guess it's based on a real person. I I think is that like she was like this like genius like chess like savant or whatever, but was also like an alcoholic. So it's like kind of a similar story where this guy likes having missing- a drink. have a drink or two and then. <laughs> Just start, <laughs> yeah, put that shit in my ass real quick. The, yeah, yeah. I will say, though, shout out to my man. King's Gambit. That's a kingly deed. <laughs> he risked it for the biscuit. But he didn't get the biscuit. I beg to differ. If, well, he, if he'd gotten the biscuit, I had much more respect. Apparently he, he lost, did for dude. a while, though. But he lost. But they can't get his ass no pun intended, because how are you going to tell if he had anal beads in his ass during the game? You can't now. Yeah, they said they haven't been able to prove the cheating how, allegations. But, he didn't get, rumors but did point, he get the money? No. It's pause no. right now until... I guess he gets his name Dude, I mean, on, yeah, on the I mean, chess it seems trophy. Like, yeah, he could have gotten away with the cheating and gotten the money because they haven't been able to prove that. But I guess what they were able to prove was that he took a shit in the hotel yeah. bathroom. But this case sounds a little clogged up to me right now because they can't tell if he had any beads up in that butthole. That little less, that little less butthole. Trained his whole life for this shit. Do you want to take it away? Well, again, I think he deserves the money. Respect to him for having it just endurance-wise to hold that shit in there. Yeah, I think if he came over to the... to the, I mean, I don't know if the, if there's any tournaments for this type of game in the United States. There probably is somewhere. I ain't that I'm smart sure there is. Chinese yeah. chess. I'm sure there is. It's about first century BC like, I don't know, shit. Maybe it seems like... He sounds like a guy that'd be more at home here in the... <laughs> This country's banning books. This team, we don't know how to yeah, fucking do chess. He would totally fit in here, man. Yeah. He would dominate. He'd be people do worse things at at the hot dog eating <laughs> just, contest. He would just <laughs> dominate the league. Yeah, just he's the Gigi Allen of, yeah. of Chinese chess, dude. He'd be like, yeah. what do you think people do after the Coney sugar. Allen Nathan's hot dog eating contest? They're probably even more vulgar than him. Oh yeah, that's true. It's and they sacrificed life and limb to try to win that. Mm-hmm. He would totally. My man's a true American. Yeah. He, he, we should give him American citizenship. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, it would seem like that. I mean, it seems like they would do that sort of thing. It's like a, um, you know, it's kind of like a anti-China propaganda thing. It's like, oh, we're we're taking in this hero that was yeah. unfairly scorned by the Chinese Communist Party for uh, doing nothing wrong. I mean, That's who amongst us? Saying, who amongst us hasn't taken a shit in a hotel bathtub? You know, after, all that uh, cheating have... in a competition with anal beads. That's what I'm. Well, maybe not that second part, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> though. Maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shitting in a hotel bathtub. Yeah, but anal beads. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, I'm buzzed up right now. He says, <laughs> <laughs> "Nah, I'm kidding." Damn, though. What a. I will say, what an interesting. I will. Not gonna lie, if you had a fucking couple of anal beads up in your ass playing chess too, and could get a signal, it would be intense. But not only the factor of keeping that in there, but then being straight faced when your buddy's like, Zzzt. well, maybe that's the you know trick. I mean? You're you're like making weird faces and throwing off the opponent. That training program's yeah. got to be fucked up. It's probably, you know yeah. how many hours you're gonna have when you're not playing chess, just walking around anal it's beads. Like, and I don't know if you ever heard about uh, if you ever want to beat a um, a polygraph. Anal beads kind of sim- well, maybe you could do that. But what I've heard is that what they what people do is because you know, like the it's all about pulse. Yeah, well, it's about like they'll take a um, you know, it's like they'll have like this like baseline whatever they ask you a of bunch your heartbeat. Of, yeah, and so it's like when you're like lying, they'll they'll spike, and that like it's true. Um, What's your name? That accounts Trevor. for like some increased level of like stress or whatever. So what they do is like you'll put like a like a fucking like tack in your shoe, uh, and you'll fucking like if you're gonna lie or if you're like, I guess it's like if you're just I guess you're you telling the it, truth, telling you just, the truth, yeah. you like fucking like press down that shit and like kind of stab your foot so that it spikes so that it's like consistent the whole time. So it's kind of like you're doing that, but with anal beads playing chess. Some guys <laughs> Chinese like, chess. Some guys game, like I've been doing chess. that the whole time. <laughs> I could have just been pricking my toe the whole time instead I got this. Well, I wouldn't tell, that wouldn't necessarily tell him like the right way to, to move the. Right. I don't know. I don't know how this game works. Chinese chess. The, I don't think I ever played it. I've played like, Chinese chess. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But that's fact, like very simple. I think Chinese chess is a little more sophisticated. The fact that there's no co-conspirator picked out yet. Maybe this guy just. Yeah. Like who's having, the guy in the van with the transmitter? Right. That's right. Well, no, he has to be seeing the game, I guess. Yeah. Well, in the they, Always Sunny's episode, they has like. The spy glasses. Yeah. And they had the, yeah, yeah. Maybe they had something like that and they maybe, just, yeah, they haven't disclosed that information. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I feel like you get it, you know, if you're, because, you know, like poker players wear the, wear the sunglasses. Dude. I don't know if Chinese chess involves uh, bluffing or anything like that. Well, clearly it involves something that's <laughs> more intense than we thought it was. He's the only one that got caught. Who knows what they were doing over there? True. Maybe they, maybe it's just like every time they like buzz him, they just like, they just think that this guy is like so like intense about the game that every time he's, after, like, he's, shit, just, he's oh, just like, <laughs> and they're just like, man, this guy is so dedicated. Like the veins so, are all pop out of his forehead. That's like, a good point, man. He's so into the, he's so focused on this game. Like it's it's, it's consumed his mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, you ever partake in that? What Chinese chess? <laughs> no, I've never, had, we never played Chinese chess. You ever have an anal beat in your ass? No. Yeah, I mean, I'm just asking. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying. Just, no, I've never played. You know, I can only imagine what that's like. And it vi- and then cued up vibration too. Not even like you know it's coming. You know what I mean? It's like, Ugh. 
someone does a move, you're like, I don't know about that right there. Like, you know, it's kind of tricky to... <laughs> you're probably coughing like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you can't yeah. off too hard because, you know what I mean? Can you that shit pop out a little bit? True. Or yeah, fart. Yeah, probably can't true. fart. They yeah, like, Maybe you can't even pee. Sometimes when you be peeing, sometimes you let out the fart. Too. A little after pee fart. Well, that's yeah. what you're gonna have. A couple, just, you gotta have a couple rounds up in that chamber. Real it's quick. like farts during the game, and a bunch of bees just like spill at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of the pants. Like, oh yeah, don't, don't mind me. I don't know what that is. Nothing I've never see seen here. those in my life. It's like, what the hell smells like shit? You're like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Damn. Definitely not bees that I've had. That's some shit Ganon would do though. <laughs> yeah Jonathan Gannon would rock anal beats fuck yeah he probably rocking yeah. them today a defense it'll come down Sunday the defense is like they're doing this he's like we gotta change a play real quick yeah recall well, I, hope, I hope you got the remote control to that shit you can just be messing with him all game on I would Sunday. just turn it on, on and just throw it away Calling zero blitz yeah put that man in a blender he ain't calling no zero blitz man he, nah. he's gonna have his defense in cover four for yeah. 60 out of 70 plays He's a bitch, dude. That dude sucks. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I guess that's just going to about do it <laughs> for us here tonight, everybody. Uh, please leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. Give us a subscribe on YouTube. Give us a follow. It's the last pot of the year. Yeah, this is our last pot of the year. This is our last pot of the year. So, well, Damn. I guess we got to thank... Our loyal listeners, our viewers, our friends, our homies, our comrades, yo. Thank you for rocking with us in the first 42 episodes, the first year of the CityWide Pod. We promise it will probably not get better. <laughs> it can't get worse. It may, it may get worse. We, we're all rocking anal beads next week. We, we may start rocking anal beads and consuming full kegs <laughs> during an episode. Yang. Yan. But Yang. hey. Shang Long. At the end of the day, whether we get better or not. Our man Yan. Assuming we get worse, we're still your boys. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And go birds. That's all I got to say. Yeah, follow on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. And from all of us here at the City Wide, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year.